0: Amen, amen. Good morning, church. We give it up for our worship team one more time. What a great job they do leading us into the presence. Amen. Well, as you can see, Pastor Carl is not here, uh, but please keep him in your prayers as they're on their way back home uh, from South Dakota, spending time with their kids and their grandkids. Um, last week, we opened up a series. Uh, living a Thankful Life in an, ungr- an Ungrateful World. Um, the title alone, man, that's just crazy. And how much truth it has uh, within the title alone. Uh, this is one of my favorite, uh, actually, it is my favorite. Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday, amen? I, I love good food, um, as you can probably tell. Uh, but it-, it gets family together. Uh, we get to spend time Together, uh, and that's what I love most about uh, Thanksgiving. It's it's probably the only time of the year where uh, people are actually grateful, um, and you can see it on their faces, and you can see it within their actions, and and it's one of those times where it's just oh man, thank God. It, it sucks that uh, um, by the end of Thanksgiving we go into uh, self mode uh, and start. Um, heading into Christmas season where it was supposed to be about Jesus, but we all like to make it about ourselves and our kids and the presents that they deserve. So, um, let, let's try to own in on Thanksgiving this year. Amen? Amen. Amen. Uh, one of my, of my family, we don't do turkey as much. Um, uh, we, we do do ham and stuffing and corn and things, uh, but we love fried chicken. Um, so, we do fried chicken and some of our uh, Samoan food. Uh, but we do not do turkey. Uh, but I still consider it as the best holiday because I love uh, g- being grateful and having gratefulness. Um, even yesterday, my family and I do this every year. We, uh, uh, For the last four years, we do a thing called Um So I have a lot of first cousins and a lot of cousins in general. Uh, my older brother, or my dad has uh, 16 brothers and sisters. Uh, My mother has uh, six sisters. My auntie's right here, and I'm trying to look at her. Six sisters, okay, and seven half-brothers? Ten half-brothers, sorry. Um, So we have a lot of family, as you can probably hear, uh, that are around. Some of them are still back on the island, uh, but a lot of them are in the States. Uh, so we do it uh, for the last four years, where we try to gather together. My sisters flew down from Seattle. We had cousins come from Hawaii, Sacramento, L.A. area, the Bay Area, and it was a lot of. It was just like a hundred and like twenty, or one hundred and thirty Samoans. <laughs> so for for y'all, for average folk, it's probably like two hundred of y'all uh, uh, compared to the Samoans that we have, because we're just so. We're, we're, yeah, we're, we're big, right? So we, we're everywhere. So I love um, that my family got to spend time uh, together yesterday. and there's a lot of food, a lot of games, and it was fun. It was already getting me into this uh, gratefulness of Thanksgiving spirit. I uh, just want to do this real quick. Uh, if you can share a, a Thanksgiving story, one of your favorable, favorite ones or one of just the rememberable ones, uh, with the people next to you. Uh, So I'm going to give you time right now where you guys can just share a story about a Thanksgiving that you remember. And go. Share your stories. Share your stories. Amen, amen, amen. Love it, love it. Love it seeing the joyful faces, all the laughter, a lot of great times around Thanksgiving, right? Uh, One quick story. When I was uh, living in France, I was playing football out there, and uh, I I didn't know (laughs) France didn't celebrate Thanksgiving. (laughs) I was so I don't know. It just slipped my mind. I was like, man, it was like November, and I'm like, dude, why isn't nobody talking about Thanksgiving? You know, and I'm still stuck in social media looking back at home. Everybody's getting ready. You know, I'm like, gosh. And then I remember I was like, oh, we're in a whole nother country so they don't celebrate. Um, but it, it led up to the week of, and uh, some of my friends who were very, uh, they, you know, they wanted to be Americans so they knew the culture, they knew us, and they're, like, asking me, like, hey, at practice, they're like, hey, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? And, like, I turn around, i was like, Thanksgiving? You guys know Thanksgiving? And they're like, yeah, what are you doing? I was like, well, nothing. You guys will celebrate it. Like, although you guys should be thankful for us. But we'll keep that. We'll we'll save that for another day. But it was one of of those things where I was like, I didn't know you guys celebrated. So um, they're like, hey, Thursday morning, don't do nothing. We're going to surprise you. I was like, cool. Um, So Thursday hits. They come pick me up. And they drive me to Paris, and we pull up, and it's Disneyland. Um, probably the, that was the most American thing they can find in, in France. You know, I thought we were going to go to, like, a, probably an American restaurant or something. Uh, there was a KFC by my, by my flat out there, so I was like, oh, we're going to go to KFC. But we drove all the way to Disneyland, and we went to uh, Paris, and, we, and I got to go to Disneyland for the day. Now, mind you, I'm a kid that lives four hours away from Disneyland, Um, But I've never been to Disneyland in America. I've never been to the one in Anaheim. Uh, I've just never, you know, that's a lot of money, you know. And uh, uh, yeah, that's a lot of money. So so to go to Disneyland for free, now that was cool. So uh, got to go and have fun. Um, Got to experience what they thought was America in in France in Disneyland. And it was awesome. Uh, And one of the Funniest things was uh, taking pictures with the, with the characters and, and Buzz Lightyear, and, and I'm taking a picture with him, and, and uh, like, another kid comes up, and he starts speaking French. And I'm like, no, oh, hey, bro, you're, you're American. You can't speak French. Like, I was hurt that Buzz Lightyear was speaking French. Um, <laughs> it was my Thanksgiving day. I wanted to enjoy it. So, uh, But that was just one quick story uh, of, of Thanksgiving and being grateful uh, for that time. Of my teammates taking me out and enjoying that time, uh, we're going to dive in today of um, what Paul calls uh, what Paul calls an undeserved privilege, um, and sharing in God's glory. Uh, in Romans five, uh, if you can turn your Bibles with me, Romans five verses one through two, one and two, um, Paul writes this. He says, therefore. Since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. Amen? Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into the place of undeserved privilege where we now stand. So for the believers in here, for those that have already Said yes to Jesus being Lord and Savior of your life. You and I, you and I, are now in a place where Paul refers to as an undeserved privilege. Uh, so for some of you parents, or you, you guys know what um, privileges are that you allow your kids to do and things that they cannot do. You know, maybe they do their chores and you you, you give them allowance. Maybe they do their chores and you. You let them live, not small, but maybe they do their chores and they just right and you award them. You give them something because it's a, a privilege that they have done something for you. Now, what Paul is writing is that you and I, no matter what we do, us saying yes to Jesus, and in that there is undeserved privilege that you are not you and I are now in. We have stepped into that part of the undeserved, undeserved privilege. He goes on and he says, we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. Amen? This undeserved privilege that he's talking about, we now get to share in his glory, though it is nothing that you and I have done to deserve it. Okay. Probably, I don't know if you guys are taking it, or Pastor Carl will be back next week. So, so don't, take me, don't let me mess it up, all right? Pastor Carl will be back here next week. You and I have to get to a place. that. I was with Pastor Carl on Thursday, and we're at Brooks Burgers. I was eating. He wasn't. And I was like, man, I want to share this message. This is the message that I feel God has told me. The undeserved privileges. is, oh, yeah, that's going to get them. And the crazy thing is, is because although culture teaches a lot of people now, right, they're entitled to things. That's what the world and culture has taught us. The sad part is that it has made his, entitlement has made its way into the the church. Whereas if we think if we pray hard enough, we're entitled to a certain blessing. Where we think that, oh, I served this week, God got to bless me. Whereas if we, oh, I went, I've been going to church faithfully for three weeks straight. I know my blessing is right around the corner. Eh. Not the way Paul puts it. If anything, Paul says you don't deserve it no matter what. If God still comes through in the blessing that you have been praying for, you still don't deserve it. And we need to dive in into a place where we can take this for what it is said for right now. Because we're in the season of gratefulness, and we learned last week that ungratefulness is what? Amen. It is the enemy's work. It is the evil spirit to be ungrateful. To be ungrateful is the evil spirit that is not of God, for that is from the enemy. Amen. So we have to come into a place as, as, as believers, and we have let it, we have let this trickle into our belief as if we are entitled to God's goodness. The question is, did you die on the cross? Did you shed blood? Were, were you bruised for our iniquities? Did you live the life of being portrayed? Some of us when we were betrayed we can't even we don't we don't give thanks. If anything we want vengeance. If anything we want we want to go after that person. Right? Speaking of vengeance my my last Friday last week was a, was a was a tough time for me in trying to uh maneuver through studying and and trying to get in the right headspace of uh, being in the presence of the Lord, because I got a, I got, I got a call from my cousin who lives in L.A. Uh, her son, I shared her story. Her son, is, he was more like my brother when he lived out here with us. Um, he, he was shot and killed, and it was, it's been an eight-year-long um, trial, just eight years. Two out of the three killers are, 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 are arrested. One of them still on the loose, and it's just been a long process for these long eight years. They prolonged it so much with the, uh, with, uh, the courts. Um, and my cousin just called and she said, hey, uh, just want to let you know um, that we're going to go ahead and let them take the plea deal. So, so the murderers of my little cousin, who's more like a brother, um, his, uh, his murderers will not um, serve the full extent of what um, the justice system has for them. Instead, one of them, uh, which is crazy to believe, one of them, after the sentencing of his time, he will still be 40 years old, and he will have more than a lot of time to live here on earth. See, that right there, what I want now is vengeance. For me personally, like in my flesh, I just, oh, like, nah, that can't happen. He took somebody's life. You can't let him out before he's 40. There's still a lot of life to be lived. But I have to understand and come into a place, well, well, I can't speak that if, as a Christ follower. Because the freedom that I have within Jesus the, can't, doesn't allow me to get to a place of where I want Vengeance but it allows me to get to a place where I have forgiveness. As hard as it may sound, that is what Jesus is. Jesus could have easily turned his back at at the cross. He may have disobeyed his father, but after all the beatings and the the, the slurs, he could have easily just said, I don't want to die for these people. Why would I die for you guys? Why would I die for this world that they don't love me? They don't take me for the word for who I am. Jesus could have easily found vengeance, but yet he found forgiveness. He is forgiveness. So as we dive into the word again today, you are living, you and I are living in an undeserved privilege. Be mindful of that, church, as we continue to dive in. Amen? Why do we get to live in this undeserved privilege? Because what was done on the cross and because his mercy and grace. Turn with me to Ephesians. Ephesians 2, verses 1 to to 3. And let's just dive in a little bit more of what uh, this is Paul writing to the church of Ephesus. He says, as you were, as for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world. Now, again, for those that haven't accepted Christ, this 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 understanding of this, this, this reading of the text is not for you. These are for those that have said yes to Christ. This is for Christians, these are for believers that have claimed to be followers of Christ. This right here is telling us, as Paul is writing that you were dead in your transgressions and your sins for which you live for when you followed this world. When you were part of this world, you were dead in your transgressions and in your sins. And in the ruler of the kingdom of the air, in the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. Church, you got to understand this part. If you are disobedient to God, you are obedient to the enemy. Disobedience to God means that you are obedient to the enemy. All of us who lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and falling the desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. How many of you guys have an understanding that we deserve his wrath? Amen. Because that's what you do deserve. That's what I deserve. But because of his grace and mercy upon us, we don't receive it. We get to live in this undeserved privilege and a share in God's glory. Amen. Ephesians 2, verses 4 through 6. Again, as we finish that part, he's told us that we deserve his wrath. And I know for a lot of us, we get to a place where we don't believe that we deserve anything bad. Because a lot of us, and again, I'm not coming for your character. You might be a good person. But a lot of us believe that we are good people. I do good things. I take care of my family. I work my nine-to-five. I go and serve at my church. I, I help out at the homeless shelter. I rake uh, one of the old man's lawns that can't do it no more. Whatever it is, we, we, we convince ourselves that we're good, so we're not deserving of his wrath. But as a Christ follower, there is freedom in knowing that you deserve his wrath but because of his grace and mercy, it doesn't come. Mercy, the withholding of the pun- of a punishment that you deserve. That is the definition of mercy. <clears throat> Ephesians 2, verses 4. Or, uh, Ephesians chapter 2, verses 4 through 6. But because God, because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ. Amen. Even when we were dead in our transgressions, it is by grace you have been saved. It is by his grace that you and I have have been saved because God is rich in mercy. And God raised us up with Christ and has seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. Amen. God is rich in mercy. Biblical definition of mercy is kindness or goodwill towards the miserable and the afflicted. The kindness and goodwill towards the miserable and afflicted, joined with the desire to help we, we are the miserable and we are the afflicted, but it's because of his goodwill, it's because of his kindness that he has mercy upon us. I don't know if you guys, uh, back in the days we used to play this game, and it's kind of like the view of what gave me like what mercy is, right, where um, it's probably a millennial thing, but... It was where you would put your hands together, and you would try to, like, um, like push as hard as you can the other person's, like, hands back, and the first one to say is mercy loses, right? Like, that's how it was. Like, it's punishment, right? Like, ah, mercy. And that's how the game would end because that person had to cry mercy on themselves before it because the the punishment was unbearable. Well, when they played against me. (laughs) But that was what the game was called. And um, that just showed an overview of what God's mercy looks like and how beautiful it is um, that we, as believers, that we get to live in God's good mercy. Amen? Uh, We go on to Ephesians uh, 2, 8 through 10. So we find out that the reason why we get this, we get the living this undeserved privilege and and sharing God's glory, um, is because of mercy and His grace. So we learned, we talked about the mercy part. This is where we'll get into the grace part. For it is by grace you have been saved, Amen. Amen to that. Amen. Amen. Through faith, and this is not from yourselves; it is the gift of God. Not by your works, so that you, so that no one can boast. All right, here we go. So, so athletes, right? Uh, I like to consider. I used to be one, uh, but af- and I don't like saying ex athlete because that like sounds like a like, dang, I never really played. So I'll say like like alumnize, right? Like so, I'm an alum, I'm an alum athlete. So it sounds more like traditional. Um, <clears throat> athletes are probably one of the most. Um, Back in the days when I played, uh, a lot of people called me conceited or you know cocky. I I just thought it was confidence. Um, amen, right? So it was one of those things where now in in this place of like they like to boast a lot about themselves, like and especially in this world that we live in now, um, you're you're taught to be your number one like fan, like. It's crazy when people post, like, a video or a picture of themselves, and then they're also the first one to comment about it. Like, like, yeah, yeah, that's you, bro. Like, yeah, go get it. Like, calm down. Uh, but that is something that athletes especially, um, they love to boast about themselves because to them they have put in so much work, uh, so much time, and so much effort into becoming a certain um, stature of player that they are. Um, and I'm not knocking them, you know, I was once them uh, years ago, but it's one of those things that that's what you are kind of like taught as a athlete, to be very boastful. I'm sorry, but here Paul shuts down all that boastfulness that we have in Jesus. He says that it is a gift from God, talking about our salvation, not by your works, Right, and Pastor Carl always says we have a great thing that we say here is that we don't work for our faith, we just work out our faith. It's not by anything that we can do. Like, no, no matter how much you serve, it doesn't make you more uh, favorable in God's eyes. Like, that's what you're supposed to do as a Christ follower. That's what you're supposed to do as a Christian. Man, I ha- oh, man, I, I showed them grace today. Oh, well, great job for doing what you're supposed to do. Like, that is what you saying yes to, following Jesus for the rest of your life, that's what comes with the whole salvation. Like, I don't know why Christians believe that they deserve a pat on their back when they, oh, I didn't, I didn't cut them off. Way to be a Christian. Way to be a Christian. But it goes again. That is is a gift from God, talking about salvation, not by works, so that no one can boast. You, you and I cannot boast about what we've done because it's none of our work that has done what we needed in order for salvation to come. You and I, again, we didn't die on a cross. We didn't walk the line that Jesus walked the line. We didn't live the life that Jesus did, so you and I cannot boast about something That we had no play in, other than being the sinners that he had to die for. He goes on to say, For we are created, or for we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, working out our faith, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Salvation is his gift, so we cannot boast about it. Amen. <clears throat> there's, there's this whole week of me trying to study was, was pretty tough the last uh, two weeks of me trying to gra- gather these, um, uh, these stories together and gra- gather this, uh, the, the scriptures together, um, just trying to find time in studying and, and in the presence of the Lord. There was just a lot of things that my family and, and I had, uh, have been going through and have been dealing with uh last week uh we buried uh my cousin uh she died of a uh uh she passed away of a brain aneurysm um the sudden death and, and losing her um was so um so crazy uh it was uh we were there for two days out of town um and again that was just so hard to deal with uh, just seeing her kids um and just seeing uh my cousin her husband just the, the way it was and the way it looked it, it was it was so hard to to not um, get emotional and and man just pray um, for 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 the family uh, left behind um, came home and a day later on Friday night I got the phone call from my cousin saying that they were taking a plea deal and that was so hard to deal with that was so hard I um, I have so much um, and again, Yes I, am a, yes, I am. a pastor, uh, and God is working on me. Doesn't mean I'm perfect. So uh, uh, that is a, a, a daily thing that I, I have to daily die to my flesh. Uh, when, when my little again, he's my cousin, but he was more like my, my little brother. Man, I've, Samoans are known for playing football, but this kid was a hooper. Man, he could play the game of basketball so good. And he was so good. You know, I was like his number one fan, man. I would show up to the games like 30 minutes early, watch the whole warm-ups like, yeah, let's go, let's go. You know, be loud, you know, probably say words I shouldn't have said, but I was just loud. But I loved watching my little brother with a basketball. I was so proud, man, that the team that he played for, he went to city, they went 33-0, won the state championship, oh, it was, he was on the rise and, and, and then he had to go home for some school problems, and then then that's when his life was taken. So that was hard to deal with. And then this Monday, um, as my my mom and my dad, they flew to Seattle to be with my sisters, uh, our older cousin again, who was like our brother, who lived with us for a period of time. Uh, he he, it was his one year of him passing. Um, so in this time of just. Uh, Everything flooding through, and then me trying to host a uh, Cuz giving, who was about 120 Samoans. It was all this, and then preaching this this morning. It was it was very hectic. Um, but I, th- I thank God for my, my wife. She she took the keys away from me on Monday. She was like, "You're staying home." And if anybody knows for 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 an extrovert, that's hard. Um, I like to be out and about. Just no for no reason though. Just, like, driving around, stop here, stop there, buy a snack from each gas station just because I want to just drive around. Can't do it as much, though, because gas prices, man. But (laughs) I used to love it. I like the idea of traveling around like I used to. Uh, But when she took my keys away, I, I owned it. I was like, man, thank you. I just stayed home the whole day. It might sound like I was a teenager, but I ate Hot Pockets and played video games. Uh, but in that time, in, in time of studying for all this, in, in time for um, just trying to receive the word from God to share with you guys today, uh, one of my brothers, uh, uh, Dennis here, uh, sent me a text, and, and it was so uplifting, and I was like, man, okay, got to get back on it. Got to get back on it. Got to push through. Because, again, no matter the hardship or the circumstance that we are in, that can never deteriorate from what how good God is, that can't take away from his goodness and his faithfulness. As much as it, it hurts and as much as the pain is, God still deserves all your glory. God still deserves you to be a Christ follower in all this. Uh, in, in the first, um, again, the, for the veterans, I just love um, doing my what I can do to honor vets, I really do. Um, I have my uncles who's here right now as a vet. Uh, I have a brother that served in, in the military. Like, it is for me, for somebody, put it like this, church, for somebody that doesn't even deserve to be here. My family, my parents, when they were pregnant with me, left the island of Samoa to come here to give us a better life. My two older siblings were born on the island, but when they were pregnant with me, they brought me, they came to, they made the agreement to move to America for us to have a better life. Came here with nothing. So for me, I understand um, how proud I am to be in this country and to enjoy the freedoms of this country. This ain't no political talk. This is being honest and being authentic. For somebody that probably would be at home, I don't know what I would do. I always make a joke. I probably, you know, my mom would always tell me, you'd probably be climbing a coconut tree right now. <laughs> if, I was pro- if I was still on the island, that's probably something I would do, but I praise God for my, for my mother and father for making that choice of moving to America so that I can indulge in this freedom that we now have in this life. And I'm thankful for the vets that have paid the price for us to be allowed to live in this great freedom in this country. And the ultimate sacrifice of Jesus giving his life so that you and I can live in the freedom as believers. Amen? We'll finish off with this. In 2 Corinthians, Paul also writes, chapter 12, verse 9, each time he said this, My grace is all you need. And another translation is, my grace is sufficient. Sufficient meaning enough. My grace is enough. My power works best in weaknesses, so now I am glad to boast about my weakness so that the power of Christ can work through me. It's crazy how Paul tells us that we can't boast about anything in Romans. Then he tells us in Corinthians, boast about your weaknesses. Thanks, Paul. But I can. And that's why I get to when when I preach and when I try to understand, I give you guys a view of my life because I know how much this right here has changed it. This right here has transformed my life. So now I can boast about these weaknesses and these hardships that I have because I know who Jesus is. I know what He did for for, for my life to become where I am today. I know that if it wasn't for the cross, we wouldn't even be here. And I know that through his resurrection, I have have the opportunity that I made years ago and made the decision to step into eternity with him by making him Lord and Savior over my life. I know that. That's why I can boast in my weaknesses. That's why I can share these these tough times and hardships with y'all. I don't think anybody really wants to share these kind of things. I I wouldn't just, if I didn't know Jesus, I wouldn't share this with y'all. No offense, but I wouldn't share this with you guys. I don't know how you would take it, but because of my weaknesses, I get to boast in them because I know who Jesus is. I know that his grace is enough. I know that is it is sufficient. I know that it carries. I know that his mercy in my life that he's bestowed on me is more than enough. And we end it with here and why we should be grateful of this undeserved privilege. Romans five eight. Paul writes, But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. Amen? Praise God for the reading of the word today. Because when you and I were still sinners, Christ died for us. So that you and I can step into this relationship with him. So that you and I can share within his glory. So that you and I can have the opportunity to respond to the gospel. There's nothing that I can do. There's nothing that you can do to save yourself. There's nothing Pastor Carl can do to save you but it's through the sacrifice on the cross and through his resurrection that you and I can be saved if you choose to make Jesus Lord and Savior over your life. Church, I pray that that as we receive the word, as you respond to the gospel today, I pray that you will understand how grateful we should be and living in this undeserved privilege that we get, you get to follow Christ. Because you and I, we don't deserve this. But through His grace and His mercy, we are allowed to share in this. Amen? Bow your heads with me, church. Father God, you are good, and your mercy, endures forever. Lord, we praise you for who you are and all that you do. Lord, I pray that your life, that us as believers will continue to live our lives for you and you alone. Lord, we love you and we thank you. For the reading of your word, Father God, may we respond to the gospel. May we dive deeper into understanding this undeserved privilege that we get to live in because of your grace and your mercy. Father, we love you. We praise you. And in your precious And in your matchless and holy name, amen.